gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Eudanks, and today, oh man, we have a lot planned for today. If you saw yesterday was full of content-worthy breaking news around the league type stuff man oh man wait till we get into today's podcast episode yesterday we talked about the raptors potentially trading away fred van fleet gordon hayward tarot and the hornets off stuff but tarot is now expanding to another team that also wants to get two other players to eventually replace one of their superstars i'm gonna get that I'm going to get to that in a bit. That's pretty vague, but we're going to get to that in a bit. We've also talked about Rockers denying a huge trade. I don't know why. It would have seemed like the smart smart decision to make, but I have no idea. But we have so much to get into. Guys, February 9th is around the corner. Today is January 24th. We have less... Then, or roughly about two weeks until this trade line's here, and we already have our first big trade completed. And to me, guys, this is only going to be ramping up. And I know reports have been coming out about the new CBA deals and all that controversy, and that's slowing down the trade market and just uh, trades being completed. But honestly, I think that everything's going to be fine. At least that's what I want to believe. We're not going to get into that much. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. But we're going to continue on the reports and rumors that are coming out. But we got a lot of Wizards-Lakers news to cover. We have Kawhi Leonard potentially being traded. I'm going to get to to that in a bit. I have Chris Porzingis injured and maybe traded. I have the Clippers-Nuggets investigating or not investigating but interested in just trying to sort through who they want who they don't want on their own team and who they want to trade i have the suns here i have a lot of teams i have a lot of news so without further ado let's jump right into social media of course you guys know where to find us we have twitter facebook instagram youtube YouTube, we're posting stuff every single day. What are short NBA clips or live streams or 2K content or the podcast, whatever it may be, it is up and running on YouTube. And if you guys have missed a chance to be in our last two live streams, that's fine. We're going to have more coming up. I will announce that later as I'm hoping it's upcoming Friday, maybe. Upcoming Friday. I may be dropping our live stream, but our last two, yesterday night we had the Celtics game and then the Grizzlies game. That was pretty fun. The first game was really fun. Second game was pretty much a blow towards the end. Kings won that game. I don't. I can't believe it. Even without John Morant, 
and Steven Adams. Yeah, just without those two guys, they pretty much just fell off. They were just not having their mojo, not having their rhythm, but it was on a back-to-back. See, so yeah, again, guys, if you do want to catch those scoreboards, and you're like, okay, the heck with it. I want to have some background noise going on. I want to relive those moments. Go right ahead. Go to YouTube.com. Put our name in. Mobile or desktop. Goes to those. Go to our page. Go to the live streams. And just listen to those. It is some of the best content you'll be hearing all day. And I can guarantee that 100%. And yeah, you will not regret it. So that's pretty much we're on social media. There's really nothing special to that, per se. Like, I don't think that it's anything major, right? Like, um, just social media. Like, everything has courts of heat. Just put on courts of heat and boom, bada, bang, you're there. And with that being said, I can't think of anything else. So let's just jump Head first in today's podcast episode on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Where remember, guys, our podcast is everywhere. We're coming out of episodes Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, getting you started for the week and end your week just so you have all the news, all the information. And come Thursday and Friday, we're going to have more of our topic of the day segments coming out. However, I just wanted Monday and Tuesday to be focused on these trade and injury and just the gritty gutty rumors and reports coming out of the NBA and things that I've collected personally and things that have came out publicly already. So let's just jump into breaking news around the league. We got so much we got to get to and why not start off with the Wizards and Lakers. That trade came out hot yesterday. I was breaking it down on social media, and the Lakers actually got Rory Hachimori for nothing. They gave up nothing to acquire the 24-year-old. I think he's 24, but they gave up nothing to get him. Like, this is so far a steal. And for the Lakers who've been looking for an upgrade at the bench and who've been trying just to upgrade themselves without giving up too much, this is actually something really, really good. This is actually something really, really good. And I'm not just saying that to say. Cause when, it, well, when it comes to the Lakers, I just don't speak things just to say. Whether positive or negative, I just don't do that. That's just not who I am. But the trade for Roy Hachimori was a complete steal. And the Wizards and the Lakers completed a trade that kicked off our road to NBA trade-on. Our journey for all of this has been kicked off by those two teams. And it was a good trade that was won by Los Angeles. Look, um, the Wizards and Hachimori couldn't agree upon a rookie extension. So this was the final option between the two sides. Like I already said, the Lakers gave up nearly nothing to have a 24-year-old averaging 13-4 and off 48.8% from the field per game. The, the LA's goals for the trade-on was to strengthen the bench in the smartest way possible. They gave up Kendrick Nunn and three second-rounders. I saw, okay, give up a bench player. In a first rounder, the two second rounders pretty much equivalent up to 
a first rounder, it's pretty much equal. I'm not saying that it holds the same weight, but when you add up three second rounders to one first rounder, um, unprotected, of course, it will have that same weight, have that same kind of added value. It's still going to be great. I think the Lakers had either, I think they had eight second rounders that they could have tossed in there to the Wizards or just in the different trades. So that is something very interesting to keep your eye out for. So if the Lakers have a guy in mind, they only take a second rounder, they have those assets to give up. They have the draft capital to expand upon. So like I said, their goal was to strengthen their bench. And Kendrick Nunn, who's a little bit older, is not really a good basketball player. He's a good basketball player, but not on the same level as Roy Hachimori. The only difference is, is that Rory over here has been injured more and has cost them in production and value in some, in some ways. In some ways. I'm not saying always, but in some ways. But they got rid of a guy who is averaging six points and one rebound per game to have a considerable upgrade to 13 points of f and four rebounds per game from Roy Hachimori. And they legit gave up nobody. They gave up nobody. Maybe the second round. The second round picks are significant. Kendrick Nunn is not. And no disrespect towards him, but it's the absolute truth. And many people will say that Roy Hachimori is better than Kendrick Nunn. I don't think anyone's going to dispute that. But it, 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 it's just it's just very interesting when you look at this trade. Like, why would the Wizards do that? Aren't the Wizards trying to win? Yes. But Roy Hachimori was looking to go. Like, there was no secret there. He was looking to go. He, there was just a disconnect. So it makes sense why he was seeking a representation. So, I believe it was him that was seeking a representation. But it was just time. They were taking feet. They were taking offers. He was out on the trade deadline. Or, not deadline. But trade block. For a week, they're fielding offers, and they finally found a suitable match. They got some draft capital and a decent player who cost nothing, right? So, look, we're doing this because Kendrick Nunn's like this Hall of Fame player. They're just doing it for the picks and offloading the contract and just the player. Is Will Hachimori good? But here's the reason why they didn't want to do it financially. They might have given them, might have given them the, the deal that he wanted, the money that he wanted, if Kyle Kuzma and Christoph Porzingis were not on the table, were not options, or not players they're seeking to pay. So the Wizards traded Roy Hachimori because their long term plan is to re sign both Kyle Kuzma and Christoph Porzingis who are both expected to decline their player option and become free agents this summer. And the Wizards are already telling teams that Kyle Kuzma is not available for trade. Like, the Wizards don't want to trade Kyle Kuzma. Despite the rumors and reports coming out that Kyle Kuzma is ready to move on, Washington wants to make this work. So even though you gave up a good 13-4 player, their hopes is that they can still build this thing around Riley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, and Kristaps Porzingis. And Porzingis and Kuzma is going to cost a lot of money. 
And when they decline their player option, which they most likely will, it's going to cost on. They're going to have to try to compete against other teams to make sure that their plan falls through. Now, I would find it really funny if the Wizards did all of this just to have their plan backfire. But I would have to imagine that they sat down Kyle Kuzma and Chris Ross Porzingis. Maybe collectively or individually, it does not matter, but they sat down with both of the men. And they said, look, we're going to make this trade, but we want you guys to decline your player option, and we're going to pay you a nice sum of money that you guys deserve and demand. So I think that's a little bit of the mindset. I think they had those sit-down conversations. I also think they had those conversations with Brad Beal because he's a franchise player. He's spent his whole career here. So I think things run through him too. I don't think he's calling shots like LeBron, but he still has some say. He still has a voice within that locker room. And also, speaking of deals... The Lakers are hoping to re-sign Royal Hachimura in this offseason. So come summer, come this offseason, the Lakers' plans are to re-sign uh, Royal Hachimori. Because, well, why would you give up a bench player and free second rounders if you're only keeping them for less than a season? Less than half of a season. Unless, I guess, if you make the postseason and you want to combine... Regular season, postseason, but then if you want to combine that, you have to combine the postseason too. But anyways, you're gonna have to extend Roy Hachimura. And you're gonna pay him. And I don't think that you're gonna regret paying him. I actually find this really funny. Uh, Wizards players are reuniting. Thomas Bryant and Roy Hachimura are former Wizard players, and now they're playing for. The Los Angeles Lakers. I find that really cool. Well, ironic that everything just comes full circle, especially when you're former teammates. Now, if they hate their guts, hate each other's guts, that's when it gets awkward because Tom and Brian does not say in that locker room, in that front office, to demand trades and dictate how it goes. Nor does Rory, I'm just saying. Now, the Lakers are not only trying to retain Rory Hachimura after this season's over. The Lakers are also interested in retaining Austin Reeves this coming offseason. Which is very which is very likely that they are. Why? Because Austin Reeves has been a good player. He is 24 years old. He's averaging 10 points per game off of 48.8% from the field, 3 rebounds and 2 assists. He has career high numbers in minutes played per game, points scored per game, field percentage, rebounds per game, and assists per game. And those are just the basic stats. In 2021, he was a rookie for the Lakers. Played 61 games, 7 points, 46% from the field, 3 rebounds, almost 2 assists, 1.8 assists per game. And he's just increasing that incrementally in his second season. And Austin Reeves is actually a really, really good basketball player. I like him. He's hit some clutch shots as the Lakers are expected to try to sign Austin Reeves during the offseason. I would not see why they wouldn't. 
I, I want to see why they. I, I yeah. I just can't see why they want to give him up because he's going to be a restricted free agency after the season. So they have a lot more power to re-signing him and to matching offers a team may give. Because here's the thing. When injuries came and when holes needed to be filled, Reeves filled those holes. And very nicely, too. So he did a very good job. So I can see why the Lakers are interested in retaining Austin Reeves, who played out his rookie season with the Lakers and pretty much been balling out. So when there was holes and gaps and things just trying to be filled, he was pretty much the glue filling up those holes. So I can see both Austin Reeves and Roy Hachimori going back to the Lakers after this season. Whether they make the postseason or not, that is currently irrelevant. It's just irrelevant. It's not relevant to the conversation because if they don't make the postseason, like they're not going to be like, oh, we're done here. We're not going to resign them. Of course, we're going to try to resign them. I don't expect that they do make the postseason, but whatever. They could, but that's a different conversation for another day. But yeah, so they're going to try to get back. Roy Hachimori and Austin Reeves after this season. Real quick, um, I'm going to bounce it real quick to the Wizards one more time before I switch it over to Spur, uh, to the Lakers. Um, I want to finish out Washington, and I'll get to more trade stuff with the Lakers. And this involves Gary Trent Jr., the guy who is reportedly being traded. Do you hear him or Fervent Vliet? You remember that podcast episode yesterday I did? Go listen to you guys if you have not. Trust me. It is a really good episode. I'm going to get to that in a bit. And also um, ties in with uh, my guy Jacob Wild. But hold on, hold on. Before I get to that. Before I get to that. So I know we met, I know I was mentioning Chris Porzingis. Both expected. He was one of two expected to decline her player option and become free agents this summer. Yeah, yeah, are going to try to get paid by the Wizards. But right now, Chris Porzingis is listed as week-to-week with a sprained left angle. The injury originally occurred in the third quarter of the Washington Wizards' win over the Orlando Magic on January 21st. So a few days ago, I think it was like three days ago, yeah. Three days ago, so he's week to week. He's gonna be listed at that. There's no like clear timetable. Like, oh, he's gonna be out for two weeks, so expect him back on this day. No, he's just week to week. They're gonna progress to see how his sprained ankle is healing and respond to treatment and stuff like that. I have no idea if this is a high ankle sprain, but I think they would have mentioned that a low ankle sprain or medium ankle sprain. So this is purely week to week, and he probably just tweaked it. And they're just trying to work through his minor injury. That is my professional opinion. Uh, but it can vary. Can vary for sure. So that's it on Chris Haas Porzingis end. And can I just say, I do feel bad for him. He's been injury-ridden since his days with the Knicks. You remember when he was going to be the franchise part of the Knicks? And then injuries got in the way. They trade him down to Mavericks. So like, okay, 
him and Luka can be this unstoppable duo. Well, they could have been, except for injuries to Chris Porzingis. And then Chris Porzingis got traded to uh, Washington. And I'll never, ever, ever forget that. But in the end, the trade-off for the Mavericks was not bad. They were able to get Christian Wood out of all of this. In a separate deal, in a separate trade with the Rockets. See, I just do feel bad for Chris Osborne sometimes because he's averaging 20-plus points per game. And he's a pretty solid guy. He really is. He's a pretty solid player. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. So, we have that covered. The Wizards and the Lakers are the biggest stories. Biggest stories coming out of yesterday and bleeding into today. Undoubtedly so. But there are underrated stories that people are not picking up on. There are... Oh, pardon me. That was disgusting. My bad. Uh, there, are, uh, there are underrated rumors and reports coming out of all ends of the NBA that people are not paying attention to. And that's why I'm putting them into light. So I want to wrap up the Lakers real quick and saying... That they're only willing to give up one, uno, one, one finger, lottery protected first round pick for Bogdan Gogbanovic. They're not looking to give up anything major. And I know that to acquire Bogdan Gogbanovic, it had to be like two first rounders. But they're only willing to give up one lottery protected first rounder. So does that mean that they're going to throw one unprotected first rounder in there in addition to the lottery protected first rounder? Or are they just going to say, look, you're going to get a lottery protected first round pick, but that's all you're going to get. Maybe a bench player, but don't expect anything more or less out of that thing, that pick. You got to remember, Bodon is doing really well right now. He's coming off a 33-point game against Milwaukee. That was yesterday. Uh, what was the final score? It was 150 to 130 against Detroit. I'm so happy I live-streamed the other game starting at 5 instead of that game. So I was kicking it around because I'm like, oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton returned like I stated in yesterday's podcast episode. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the live-stream for... Uh, the Celtics game, Celtics Magic game, just with Jonathan Isaac returning, and that's pretty much being a really good matchup. Again, if you guys have not catch those live streams or anything on my channel, go check that out. Courts of Heat at Courts of Heat. So yeah, if you think about it, January 19 against Chicago, 25 points. January 23rd against Milwaukee, 33 points. Attacking all three rebounds. He's 33 years old. He's definitely a veteran, but he's definitely a veteran that's just shooting well and just being a very, very good basketball player. And I, I, I'm not against him going to the Lakers. I think he would benefit the Lakers tremendously. Figuring he has not been on that team yet. He's been on Brooklyn, Washington, Indy, Utah, and now Detroit. His best season is in Detroit. Career high numbers. 21.5 points. 
The last time he was scoring 20 points per se uh, per game in the season was back in 2019 with Utah. That was his first season in Utah when he played 63 games. Uh, 49.1%. Second best in his career. 3.6 rebounds. Um, not, uh, okay, like third or fourth best. And then 2.7 assists. That's a career high. So it's going to get really interesting. Does Detroit want to hold on him? Or are they going to try to make a more young core? Because you got a lot of young guys right now. So would the Pistons want to trade Bodon? Because they're like, okay, we want to keep it nice and young. We're 12 and 37 right now. We're not going to gain where we're 15th in the Eastern Conference. Kate Cunningham's done for the season. Jeremy Grant, he's up and down just with injuries and stuff. We got Sadiq. We have uh, we have Sadiq Bay. We have Jalen Dern, Killian Hayes, Jane Ivey, Say Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley the third. And we have all these different guys. But I, I, I think their question is now, do we get rid of the veteran? Or do we need that veteran presence? He gives his death at the four position, more specifically the uh, the power four position. He is very valuable. He's been giving us a lot of good stats, a lot of good numbers in critical games and non-critical games. But is it time to move on? The Pistons are currently on a four-game losing streak, losing to the Pelicans, Knicks, Bulls, and Bucks all in a row. It was actually huge for the Bucks to win because they were on their own mini little skid. Uh, mini skid. What was it? Yeah, they, uh, I guess it was off and on losses. Yeah. They had their little mini run of just bad games. And they won and they lost and they won again. Yeah, so... That trend is pretty much over. That's that's just fading into the wind. But it gets really interesting. You have to value your priorities. Like, do you want to go all young ball team, or do you want a young team but sprinkle in those veterans that can make impact on and off the court for your young guys? I think Bodon Godanovich can do that. I truly do believe that. So I think from that perspective, we can understand that this is tough. But now, if you're able to get a lottery-protected first-round pick for Bodon, I would do it because now you can add a really good player from the draft, or at least a developmental, experimental player from the draft. And it depends on the year, too. Depends on the uh, year, too. But I would be willing, if on the Pistons, to give up Bodon Ivanovich, move into a more younger core of guys, let the Lakers have him. You get the auto protective first round pick, so no matter no matter what happens, you're just locked in for the lottery. I think that could work. I think that could work. Because let's say even you got a pick fourteen, that's still very good in a draft that may have a lot of good players. Or you can use that to your benefit and keep trying to trade that pick. Because I think if I understand the rules correctly, you can do that. I couldn't see why not. I couldn't see why you couldn't trade that pick again. I don't know if you have to wait or not once you get the pick, but even let's just say it's in 2025 and you had to wait a season to try to trade it. I don't know if that would work. I think that you're able to trade it immediately afterwards. I don't know. Or maybe you try to set up a freeway trade 
that pick goes to a team, you get a player in return, and a player goes to L.A., that could work, or you get a better draft pick, so you get a player in a draft pick, you send over the lottery protected draft pick, and another player to the Lakers, so it could be like a freeway team, like a free team trade. I don't know. I have to, I have to stew on that a little more. I have to ponder on that. Because it gets, it gets tough. Like, logistically, would you want to do, like, a freeway team? Do, like, a freeway trade? Or would you want to just keep it between the two? But you also have to value, okay, how much do you value Bodalanovic? How much do you value that draft pick? How much do you want to see this team succeed under Dwayne Casey? Is Dwayne Casey still the head coach? Oh, man, I'm supposed to be the basketball guy here. I told you how much I actually care for the Pistons and how much I actually know. It should be Dwayne Casey. I don't think anything changed. Yeah, Dwayne Casey's the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. He's been there since 2018. He got an extension, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Has the yeah, well under Dwayne Casey, this team has gone down. But whatever. He's a former basketball player out of seventy nine. He went undrafted. Whatever. It's a little history lesson right there. But yeah, so look. It just depends on your future and what you're trying to accomplish in these down years. I think that's really what you have to be looking at. That. You have to take it from all angles. From all perspectives, you really do. And so, right now, that's where the Lakers are at. The Lakers are looking for Bodanovic, which will pretty much help their bench even more. Will give them more depth. Sure, you give them a pick, but now you got Roy Hachimori, Bodanovic. Going to try to lock him into, most likely. Especially if you're giving up a lottery pick. A lottery protected pick. So yeah, it just depends how you're going to play it. But I say it would be smart. You get to increase the bench. You're able to help your team out. Another great push for the postseason. Because realistically, they can make the plan. But this also goes for their future plans. So you also got to remember, LeBron doesn't have many seasons left. So for the Lakers, they got to make it count. Uh, Anthony Davis should be returning soon. But... Okay, right now the Lakers are 12th in the Western Conference. They're 22 and 25, which means not a whole lot right now. So here we go. Nugget. So in the Western Conference, from 1 to 12, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Pelicans, Mavericks, Clippers, Suns, Jazz, Timberwolves, Warriors, Thunder, Lakers, and then you got a Trailblazers, Spurs, Rockets. Just trying to figure, finish it out. Yeah, so they're going to make it into the playing tournament. It just gets tough. Will the Thunder get booted? Thunder aren't even in right now. You got the Warriors, Timberwolves, Jazz, yeah. So will the Timberwolves get uh, uh, booted? Will the Jazz get booted? Will the Warriors get booted? Who knows? Who knows? That's the fun of the NBA season. I just find that very, very interesting. And that's all I got for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm wrapping them up 
There, that team news, that is all done. I can guarantee that. Now, here's another Los Angeles team, another California team, that's going to try to make some rotational moves and some trade moves. I'm going to start with the trade, with the uh, rotational news. But I don't think Ty Lue, their head coach, former Cavalier head coach, who won it in the 2016 NBA Finals with the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, LeBron's third championship. I don't know. He doesn't agree with it. I don't think he agrees with it. But let's get into it. So, the Clippers believe that Terrence Mann could become their starting point guard beyond this season. However, Ty Lue wants to have a traditional point guard in rotation as he sees man as a small forward. But, and this is where this gets complicated for John Wall, but if the Clippers do make man their permanent point guard, then it could make John Wall expandable and have a really, really good chance of being cut. Whether it comes through waved or cut, he will be gone from this team. So despite his good play, if Terrence Mann is actually balling out and doing well, and he continues with that has good consistency, then it's like, okay, John Wall, is there a really huge minute re minutes restriction? Like just reducting, like, um, re like just taking away all those minutes? Or he's just simply cut? The power for what they're paying them and what they want to pay them, especially if they pull back on those minutes, it's just going to be easier and better to cut him. But I'm just here thinking about this. The Clippers believe Terrence Mann could be their next starting point guard. Reggie Jackson has already failed that. They have benched him. He is coming off the bench. Terrence Mann has been stepping up. Who we really have not been hearing his name a lot, except we have been. If you've been paying attention to like the bubble year, the beyond that year, he's really been stepping up. And this season's no different. It's no different. So when you look at his stats, the 26-year-old is actually doing really, really well. He's averaging 8 points per game, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. You may be saying, well, that's not really good, but he is, on January 15 against Houston, he won 12-16 from the field, 31 points. He, he's been doing better. Like, the assists are racking up. Like, if they truly believe he's going to be the starting point guard, then check this out. Um, four assists, four assists, four assists, four assists. That's four. Five assists. Those are five games of four plus assist. So he is picking up on that. Plus he's shooting 51.7% from the field. So from a traditional point guard stance, maybe he's not that. Maybe that's the concern that Tai Lu has. But if he's going to fill that role, and they're going to have a more modern day point guard where the position does not really matter, then he would fit it. And John Wall, who fits the traditional point guard of 11 points, 40% for the field, 
two rebounds and five assists, he fits a little more of a traditional point guard if you're going off his stats. And he's a point guard. Like, that's his entire role. That's He's known as not a shooting guard, but as a point guard. So I think there could be some indifference there between the ideology of this front office and Ty Lue. Then you look at Reggie Jackson, who I actually liked. Reggie Jackson was not bad. That was about all. He's averaging 11 points, 2 rebounds, and 3 assists. So doing a little bit better than... Um... Then, uh, what's his name? Terrence Mann. Now, Reggie Jackson's 32, so they could be trying to go with guys who are younger. They could be like, okay, John Wall, he's past his prime. He's only going to get so much, but maybe let's keep Reggie Jackson, who has been explosive down the stretch. We saw in the postseason when they made the postseason last season and in other seasons, right? He's a veteran. He's a point guard. He could teach Terrence Mann, mentor him, and all that stuff. Make Mann the starting point guard, but have the safety net of Reggie Jackson. Or Reginald Jackson. So I find that very interesting. Because I can see the Clippers rolling that out. So, yeah. So the Clippers organization believes that Terrence Mann can become their starting point guard beyond this season. Tyloo has some reservations. John Wall may be cut if if he's found expandable. So I, I don't know. I honestly do not know anymore guys. It's gonna be a lot of questions that are gonna have to be answered by the Clippers beyond this season. But uh speaking about the Clippers um and having to answer Tough questions. What are they going to be doing with Kawhi Leonard? If you guys have not seen my article on CourtsHeat.com yet, I would go. I would recommend you go checking that out. It talks about the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard. Go check it out. Short, nice little article. It takes two minutes to read. But I got good news. The Clippers, yes, your Los Angeles Clippers, are not considering the possibility of trading Kawhi Leonard. Despite all the struggles and frustrations this organization has faced this season and over the past couple of seasons, Los Angeles is not ready to move on from Kawhi. As of right now, the Clippers aren't considering a trade involving Leonard. Could a trade involving the Clippers happen? Yes. But, in my opinion, and amongst all these different reports coming out, and people a lot close to the Clippers are reporting, just do not expect it. Kawhi Leonard to be a part of any deals. Just don't. Uh, also, it's important to point out that Leonard has a trade kicker in his contract and cannot become a free agent until 2024, so he pretty much controls his destin destiny and his NBA career with the Clippers until 2024. That's pretty much, that's important to know. But can I also just say it's really important to note that the team has now ruled out trading Paul George. Now, I'm not going to say they are, I'm not, not going to say they aren't, but 
I would highly unlikely see that, figuring that both guys teamed up in LA to play with each other. So I think that would be a betrayal to Kawhi Leonard that could that could force him out of LA, and that could be a betrayal to uh, Paul George, who just goes somewhere else where he's more appreciated. I just don't see it. Now they've not come out with. There's not been reports that I've seen that came out and said, okay, they're unlikely to trade Kawhi Leonard. I mean Paul George, where they where things have come out. Well, they're unlikely to trade Kawhi. That's not come out for Paul George. I could be wrong, but I don't expect Paul George to be traded. I just think that Kawhi Leonard's on the radars of many of more people than Kawhi uh, than Paul George is. So that's where I'm at. And both guys are playing really well. They're averaging twenty point twenty plus points per game, amongst other things. I'm just saying that's really good. It's really really good. So not the worst scare in the world for the Clippers. Am I riding on some clickbait? <laughs> what I'm saying? Um, maybe. Not going to confirm that. Not going to deny that. All I'm saying is that it's a possibility in this strange, strange world. Anyways. So you got that Clipper news. Terrence Mann could be a starter. Paul George. Could be traded. Kawhi Leonard, not going to be traded. Ty Lue wants to see a more traditional point guard. And John Wall could be expandable. But look, looky here, the Clippers and Nuggets, their names are popping up again. Why? Well, because a trade could be happening. Ah, yes, Naz Reed. Where do we begin from? I may hate him in NBA 2K23. With my My Career series. But. He's not a bad player. And he currently plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He is 24 years old. Averaging 10 points. And 5 rebounds. And less than 1 assist per game. Off of 53.7% from the field. In 18 minutes. Or shy of 18 minutes. He has. He has career highs in rebounds and field goal percentage. That is pretty much it. But Nas Reed is a really, really good, solid backup. He's backup uh, bench player. He's a bench player right now, but he's a really solid player who's center. He's behind Rudy Gobert, pretty much. He's six foot nine. Um. Nas Reed is just doing really, really well right now. Um, his nickname is Big Jelly. I was looking this up right now. That makes me extremely uncomfortable. So now every time I'm going to be eating jelly, I'm going to be thinking of Big Jelly, Nas Reed. And, um, wow, um, that, that has made me super uncomfortable. I don't know about you guys, but uh, uh, I can make myself uncomfortable sometimes. Woo! Anyways, anyways, um, so Nas Reed's doing pretty well for himself. Ten points, five rebounds, one assist per game. Not too shabby. And the Clippers and Nuggets are looking okay. 
If you're looking to get him, sure. He could be a great bench player. He could come in, get the job done. I see nothing, nothing at all that is wrong with that. So keep your guy, keep your eyes open, guys, for the Clippers or the Nuggets become a potential landing spot for Nas Reed of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because I can see the Timberwolves rolling out of a few moves. Could include Nas Reed. Could include D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell. Who knows? I'm just speculating things right now. I, I, I definitely see uh, D'Angelo Russell being traded. I'm going to call that right now. And I'll admit if I'm wrong. If But really, am I wrong? But I'll admit if I'm wrong. Come after February 9th, the trade line, if he's not traded. But I do believe D'Lo is absolutely getting traded. Unless no one's coming from him and no one wants him, he is absolutely getting traded. I believe there's at least one team, one person out there that would like to have D'Lo, uh, just D'Angelo Russell. I honestly do believe that. And... Hopefully, guys, that's it for the Clippers on Nuggets. Um, I'm just looking at my show notes right now, and uh, I might have been a bad person. I kind of forgot our piece of Lakers news. Why would I do that? You may be asking yourselves. Um, no, I'm not an idiot, so y'all can roll that out. Uh, no, because this involves my guy Jacob Powell. The same man that wants $20 million per season. The same dude that the Spurs are going to try to pair Victor Wemiyami because they have these nighttime fantasies of actually landing Victor Wemiyami with the first overall pick. I know, extreme. So, yeah, you got this dude, Jacob Plow, with two other guys who are actually pretty decent. But I'm not going to start out with the Lakers and Spurs. I'm actually going to start with the Raptors and Spurs. The only single Raptors news today, not involving Fred Van Fleet, which I'm going to get to in a little bit, but involving the team and Jacob Plow and my guy Gary Trent Jr. Oh, remember, remember him. Um, you remember when I said that either Gary Trent Jr. or Fred Van was going to be traded before the deadline? Well, it appears that Raptors insider Eric Corrine, uh, Corrine, how do you pronounce his last name? My apologies. That the Raptors will either trade Van, Fred Van Vliet or Gary Trent Jr. before the trade on. Before. Well, it appears that uh, he could be traded. And I, I, I don't blame him. I, I really do not blame him. I'm trying to zoom back in. So if you guys are hearing clicks right now, uh, just just get over it. Trust me. There we go. Woo! Small print hurts my eyes, guys. I wear glasses. So, yeah, just deal with the clicking. Anyways, I find this very interesting. So... Raptor Spurs, they have discussed, past tense discussed, and I'm going to about to teach y'all some grammar, some English real quick. 
when it has ed at the end, or it, it just sounds past tense, it is past tense. That means it's happened in the past. If it says, like, ing, that means it's happening right now. It's happening in the moment. And if it has, like, a will happen, it's in the future. Uh, past, present, tense, of oh, past, present, future. Yeah, past, present, future tense. So there's a quick English grammar, whatever you want to call a lesson. You're welcome. I am a online English professor at my local college. Don't believe me? Don't. I'm lying. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I actually can't believe this. But the Spurs and Raptors have discussed a free team trade involving Gary Trent Jr. and Jacob Plow. We have no idea who the third team is. Just like when everyone was waiting to see who the third man of the, in, of the New World Order was. With Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. We have no idea who the third guy is. We're waiting. The first two guys announced were Raptors and Spurs. Raptors own Gary Trent Jr. and Spurs own Jacob Plow. We have no idea who the third guy is. We don't. That's alright. It's all right. We didn't need to understand that. We don't need to um, know that right now. All we need to know is that the Spurs could be fielding offers. And it's not like that they're actually serious to go through with this deal. They're just fielding offers to say, hey, this could actually work. Okay, we're going to field some offers. Maybe we... Maybe we don't want to keep them around. Maybe paying $20 million per season is a little ridiculous. Okay. Let's field some offers. We're just going to play around with that. So, the Raptors and Spurs have been messing around with that idea. But, the Spurs and Lakers are discussing. And remember what I taught you guys? Discussing. So, they're currently having this in the moment. They're currently discussing this in the moment, a trade where Russell Westbrook goes to San Antonio and Jacob Palau, Josh Richardson, and Doug McDermott goes to Los Angeles. Goes to Los Angeles. I'm pretty sure the reason why it's a free player the one player ratio is because because Russell Westbrook's contract is so massive. You're going to need the likes of Plow, Richardson, and McDermott to offset that one year $44 million sum of money that is owed to Russell Westbrook. Now, when it comes to draft picks, I think the Spurs will be compensated heavily because I don't think they're going to give up a good piece and a good center in Jacob Plow, and then you have Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott. Just for a uh, depreciating asset like uh, Russell Westbrook, so I think you're gonna have at least two first, one first rounder, one second rounder, but at least two picks in there, at least two. I can actually see the uh, a lot of protected pick going to um, the Spurs. No joke. No joke. So I just find that very interesting 
that Jacob Plow could be going to the Lakers, could be going to the Spurs. I don't know if he's actually going to be staying with the Spurs after all. I don't know if he's going to the Ra I don't know if he's going to the Raptors or to the Lakers or if he's staying with the Spurs. I really don't. I really, really don't. Sometimes all I know is that a freeway a freeway team trade a freeway trade could be happening. A two-way trade could be happening, like a standard trade. I, I, I honestly just don't know because this is a very situ this is a very interesting situation. Because now the Lakers are getting rid of Russell Westbrook for free additional players that could come off the bench or be utilized in the starting lineup. Sure, you may have to give up two picks. One may be a first rounder, both may be a first rounder, or it would be like one first rounder, one second rounder. Who knows? I know it's not going to be two second rounders because they'll never go for that in a million years. Again, that would be a steal of a century to give up Russell Westbrook to get one really good player and two decent players, the good players. But I do have to credit Russell Westbrook real quick, and I'm one of the biggest critics. He's actually been playing pretty well. Statistically, what I saw, he's actually playing pretty decent. So I can't. I can't call Westbrook. I can't call Mavis. He's actually been playing really decent. So props where props is due. So that is pretty much where we're at with the Spurs and Raptors and Lakers and Raptors. And that is officially going to be uh, concluding the Lakers news, the Spurs news, the Raptors news. However... Even though the Raptors aren't actively going and pursuing someone, Fred Van Fleet is a trade target. And you remember what I said in the beginning of the episode about him and a few other guys being named, being a target to eventually replace this one superstar? Well, here we go. The vagueness is now over, and it is this. The Suns are targeting Terry Rozier, my guy Scary Terry, Emmanuel Quickly, and Fred Van Fleet, my personal favorite to be landed in Phoenix, just as an extreme bias, right? As trade targets to eventually replace Chris Paul. Why did I give an why did I have like a little accent on that? It's just Chris, not Chris. It's Chris. Christopher Paul. However, however, quickly appears off table. For now, for any trade conversations, as it has been stated by the Knicks, said by the Knicks that they want to hold on to quickly. They're not going to rush to trade him unless some glorious offer comes down. They want to accept it. Sure, then they'll trade him. But Rozier seems attainable, and Van Vliet is a possibility that is growing stronger and stronger with his relationship being limbo with Toronto. So, you got some things going. Um, Emmanuel quickly, I'm going to eliminate. Scary Terry, okay. I would, I would actually, I actually like Scary Terry. I wouldn't mind him. But I really wouldn't mind Fred Van Vliet. So, we would go Van Vliet, Rozier, and then quickly. I think we can just eliminate quickly. I wouldn't even want him. I, I don't mind him. But for the Phoenix Suns as a starter, and to eventually replace Chris Paul because He's not immortal. He's not like in the physical prime, like in the physical shape of LeBron James, because whatever that guy does to his body allows him to play to like the age of 40. He may be 5,000 years old, but still playing basketball. Not even kidding. 
So, if you're going to eventually replace Chris Paul, and he's going to be a starter, and you want a realistic uh, chance to actually fill the shoes of Chris Paul on this team, when I'm not talking about Chris Paul overall when he was like with the... Uh, when he was with New Orleans or OKC or with the Rockets or any of that. No, I'm talking about him with the Phoenix Suns and how he was playing within that tenure, right? I would actually take Terry Rozier. He's actually a very, very, very good basketball player. He's coming off a 23-point performance against Utah and a 34-point uh, performance against Atlanta. He's averaging career high point, uh, career high numbers in points, uh, minutes per game, forty one point four percent from the field, uh, four rebounds, and a career high in f with five assists per game. His usual four rebounds is four, so that's been pretty consistent since uh, twenty seventeen, really. If you just want to round up three point nine to four, which I'm going to be doing anyways. But he's just been getting a higher, higher nose assist. Points are really good. But here's the thing. I would prefer Fred Van Vliet over Scary Terry, but I like Scary Terry. I just like Fred Van Vliet more because I like the underdog. He's only 28. Uh, how old is Scary Terry? Uh, Scary Terry is 28, so about the same age. I don't know why age means so much to me, but it, it does. Don't Don't judge me. Look, he's got averaging 19 points, but 6 assists and 4 rebounds out of 38.8% from the field. So if you're comparing season to season, you're comparing this season to Fred Fleet's season, it's like, okay, it's like not a lot of difference. He's better scoring, field percentage, and points per game. Uh, fine, he, there's only a 1 assist difference, but rebounds are the same. It also just comes down to money. And if the Hornets really want to move off of Terry Rozier, I think it's more plausible to give Fred Van Vliet because of his relationship being in limbo and just being so awkward and weird with Toronto. In all honesty, that's what I believe. He's already turned out a contract extension. He wants more money. So if you can't get there, come to Phoenix Suns or to a different team. He'll have more options in the offseason, which will make it harder for the Raptors. So they're trying to square that away. I think at the trade line, Fred VanVleet could be traded. If not Gary Trent Jr., then Fred VanVleet. I think his time is over. And I believe he's going to be the biggest name to be traded this entire deadline. I honestly do believe that from the bottom of my heart. I wholeheartedly, absolutely believe that so that is why I am picking Fred VanVleet as the best player to eventually replace Chris Paul and I've been saying this for weeks on end podcast episodes on end articles on end and everything else on end even in regular conversations even just on social media whatever um, if you guys ever want to join those conversations just hit me up on Twitter I always respond. Rarely do I miss a person who comments, and if I do, just start blowing up my phone with comments and direct messages. I will respond to direct messages. It is pretty much what I do. Like, 
when anyone has like a question, they direct message me. I get back to them within 24 hours. Especially if it, it, it will be sooner when the more active I'm on social media. Trust me. So if you guys got questions, if you guys got concerns, comments, want to say something, comment on my beautiful voice. I may be taking it a little too far and I may report you if you start talking about my beautiful voice. So I would advise against that. But all joking aside, just DM me. Just start conversations because I love talking about this stuff. It's nice to have different opinions circulating than just my glorious voice talking to a mic for an hour. But I won't I won't be against that. I'm not opposed I'm not opposed to that of me talking to a mic for an hour. But anyways, that's all I got. The Suns are targeting Terrozier Emmanuel quickly in front of Flea, but roll out Emmanuel quickly from the New York Knicks. They don't want to give him up. So go for Fred Van Vliet if you can't get him. Or then go for Terry Rozier. Pretty much average the same stats. This one's got a higher status. I'll let you I'll let you guys figure out who I'm talking about with the higher status. Anyways, that is all I got. We covered the Lakers, Raptors, Spurs, Clippers, uh, Wizards, Lakers. Oh, we covered everyone. We've covered a lot of teams in the West, in the East, in the Pacific Division, and all of the divisions, Central Division. Oh, my, oh, my. Oh, guys, you know where to find us. You know where to find Course of Heat. It's just me, myself, and I. I'll be here again Friday and Saturday. I'm not missing it for the world. Oh, whoo. We got some big stuff happening, and I swear... If a trade happens an hour like it did yesterday, wait, yeah, like it did yesterday, after I released a podcast episode that Roy Hutchmore got traded or something big happens, I will freak out. But don't worry. If I have to make an emergency podcast episode, I will. And I'll talk about that on Friday. So if you guys don't want to listen to my emergency podcast, just in the event something big happens, and then I will do it on Friday. I'll just add it to Friday. So, guys, with that being said, that's all I got. Um, so, yeah, I got nothing else to say. You know where to find me on social media. Uh, remember, you know, guys, where to find the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, you already know how to find the podcast. Courtsheat.com. And with that being said, peace out, y'all.